Coming at you live from the KTSW studios in San Marcos, Texas, this is Bobcat Radio. Bobcat Radio on W899. We've got a good show for you today. Coming up soon, we've got Coach Trout of the men's baseball team following that devastating loss to Texas, but they'll be at it again later today in UT or in Austin against UT. Uh, but that'll be a little bit later. But first, we have let me introduce you to our co host, Presley Davis, and our producer, Jordan Young. Thank you all for being here. And we're going to let you hear an ad real quick from us. Twin Peaks Restaurant and Sports Bar is a sponsor of this broadcast of Bobcat Radio. Located on the northbound frontage road of I-35 at Guadalupe Street in San Marcos, Twin Peaks has bites, wings, burgers, sandwiches, and more. Info and menu at TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. All right, so first we're going to talk about this Texas State softball team. They're coming off uh, with two wins in the Wildcat Invitational against Iowa State and Boise State. And I was just very impressed. I'm, I, I'm continuously impressed by this Texas State softball team, specifically their offense, especially from how many uh, young players they have, specifically uh, Sarah Vanderford and Samar Longway. Both of them had two hits in the game. Samar Longway with four RBIs. It's just very impressive. Both of, I think Sarah Vanderford is a freshman, and then Samara, she's a sophomore. So it's really impressive whenever you're, you know, your leaders on this team are so, so young, really. Mm-hmm. It, There's such a bright future for this team, I think. Yeah, and I think this past weekend I, they went 4-1. and one. I mean, I think they're getting this consistency and they're kind of getting, like, everything's clicking. And I think it's really good for them, especially playing A&M tonight in College Station. And then, I mean, this weekend starts conference play. So I think we're in a good spot to start our conference play and hopefully we stay like that. Yeah, and this team is led by seeing Samara Langway, who actually just was honored um, with the Sunbelt Conference Player of the Week um, Tuesday morning. And Coach um, Richie Woodward said, I could not be more prouder of this young lady. And just to just run off some stats of why she is leading this team, she has a .444 um, batting average. She has scored two runs, two doubles, two home runs. She has a eight RBI, and she has 16 total bases. She has a slug rate of eight. 8.89 with a 5, 0.500 on base percentage and I don't know much about baseball but I learned a lot about those stats <laughs> last night Presley was there yes. and from what I learned from what I was taught those are some good numbers yes those are some really good numbers very good numbers yeah RBI what is that run bat runners batted in runs batted in that means she's gotten eight of her teammates on the plate so Man, like look at you. <laughs> I'm learning <laughs> Yeah, it's really nice to have, to have someone like Lagway to really, you know, be the cleanup for this team, really push runs in, get a bunch of RBIs. Oh, yeah. But also as well as someone like Kat Krennic, uh, she, I think she's leading the team with an over 500 uh, batting average right now. And she's also leading the team in stolen bases with four on the season and two in this past tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it's just really impressive. You're kind of you're you're getting you're getting runs from everywhere. Your infielders, they're, they're being very consistent. The outfielders, they're, they're fast as well as Kat Krennic, the catcher who's able to get a lot of stolen bases. So yeah, look, looking very looking forward to this game going into A and M, especially after A and M has come off these two losses in mm-hmm. their past two games against uh, Arizona State. So yeah, I think this is a this is a good time for us to come in. A and M also has a road trip uh, against Auburn coming up soon. So I think this is our perfect opportunity to get in there and get a win. 
yeah, we're 11 and 65 all time against A&M. So if you look at the history, you would probably think that Texas State doesn't have much of a chance in this game. But I think they do. When you play a number nine ranked Arizona and you lose by run run and you were really competitive in that game, to me that shows that you can compete against any team, no matter how big the school is. Um, I'm not sure if A&M is ranked or not, but even if they are, just like the boys showed us, Texas State basketball or softball and baseball are not as afraid of your ranking and you're going to get oh, a yeah. tough out no matter um no matter where you're sitting in the ranking. So against AM, I expect the softball team to do good. I don't think the history of our record shows how well this softball team will perform against AM. And I will think it would be a grave mistake for AM faithful to look at that and think that, <laughs> that we're just going to roll over when we go down there to College Station. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I think this softball team this year, they have this drive and they have this, they compete against each other. It's not all about competing against the opponent anymore. It's about competing to each other to better each other. And I think that's really important. I mean, you look at their stats, and it's like they're all right up there with each other. They want to beat the next one in line. They want to get to the top. And I think that's really important going into these games that if you have that mindset of, oh, I want to be better than the person next to me, then the game's just going to be phenomenal and it's going to be incredible. Yeah, I completely agree. I think both of y'all touched on two different points that coincide perfectly together like Jordan was saying that the softball and baseball team they're going to give you a, a tough out no matter who you are oh, ranked yeah. opponent and unranked opponent and like you said they compete against each other and I think that's the reason why coming off of this COVID season you know uh, coach Trout talked about that we'll ask him about that later it was it was tough you know you, you're not getting to play all your games you're, you're around your guys most of the time you're not getting to compete like you normally do and so you do have to compete against each other and I, I think both teams Texas State softball and baseball has done a great job of that and I'm really excited to see what they do looking forward but uh, going into another Texas State sport, let's talk about track and field a little bit because they are they're doing real hot right now. Uh, we we just got 14 people from Texas State selected to all conference uh, for the Sun Belt, and then as well as uh, specifically Alyssa Wilson, she is the Sun Belt Women's Field Performer of the Year, and then Brian West, he is also the newcomer of the year for the Sun Belt Conference. So shout out to them real quick. And first year director of the track and field program, John Fraser. This is what he said about Brian and Alyssa, respectively. Brian being named Sunbelt Newcomer of the Year shows hard work and dedication that both he and Coach Trent Edward have put into this season. We are excited to watch Brian continue continued growth and success the remaining 22 season. And I am really excited, too, for that because right now they're competing in indoor um, track and field events. We haven't even touched outdoor sports right now. And I am really excited to see what they do when the— it's no longer freezing outside, and they can go out there and run on the track. And then Coach said this about Alyssa. Alyssa's championship run at the Sun Belt Championship was outstanding. Having been recognized at our Conference Indoor Athlete of the Year is an honor, not her, but for our team, staff, and department, which it is. For you to be ever be named a Conference Player of the Year, it just shows how great you are, and it just shows you respect that the um, league has for the track and field team. And I'm just, again, shout out to Coach Frazier, because this is his first year taken under this program and he has led them to unseen heights um, so far yeah I think they're I mean 14 conference selections that's crazy yeah like, very impressive and I mean I think they have this incredible season um, in front of them and I'm really excited to see what they do especially after getting all this recognition I mean you know that's just gonna encourage them more and motivate them so it's going to be really exciting to see what they do yeah especially with a first year head coach I'm, I'm yeah. really excited to see what how this will motivate them going forward and one more point before we move on to baseball mm -hmm. um I just want to say shout out to athletic director Don Coriel since he has been here he has made it his mission to reinvigorate the athletic program with new blood and new ideas because um I think 
I know before we got here, it kind of seemed like the athletic department was kind of stale in all areas. And he has come and he has gotten fresh blood um, coaches that are, have been successful in other pro, um, other schools. And now he's brought them over to Texas State and they're leading our athletic programs from soccer to Texas State um, track and field, baseball, football. He has done a good job of making sure that we get the top-notch coaches to um, lead our athletes. So I just want to say shout-out to Don Coriel for transforming the athletic department. But moving on to baseball who unfortunately did lose to Texas. But that was my first live baseball game I have ever been to in my life. And though it might have been a loss, it did not feel like a loss to me. Every moment in that game was exciting. Um, I, we got down in the first two innings, and I was like, oh, God, well, here we go. Number one team is about to do what number one teams do. And then freshman Pena hit a grand slam. I have, nev- I have never seen a grand slam in person. And let me tell you, I would love to see it again because that changed the momentum of the game. And from that point on, we were in it. You know, right before he hit that, I was thinking, I was telling Jacob, I was like, you know, if he just kind of leans his shoulder in a little bit because bases were loaded, I was like, I'll just take a walk, you know, and just kind of start moving them around. I don't think anybody was expecting a grand slam out of that. Like, I think we were just expecting a walk, you know, or like base hit, but I... I think Grand Slam was the last thing on everyone's mind. And, I mean, the crowd was incredible last night, and they just went crazy whenever they saw that it was out. So it was it was a really good moment. Yeah, that, that's what I love about baseball. Because, you know, uh, like Jordan has said before, he, he's not maybe the most frequent baseball watcher. <laughs> uh, but, but then, you know, you see things like this, and it really shows you how magical the sport can be, especially going up against a number ranked number one ranked team like UT and then being down in the game early and then being able to come back like that and really show show how well you can fight against this team just very very impressive uh I I'm excited to see what they do looking uh going forward in this season especially up going up against UT again today oh yeah and I mean they just there was just such good momentum I mean in the third we got six runs yeah on the number one team like that itself I was like okay that's a good game for me like I really that's a good takeaway and then it was, who was it? Bush pitched, and he went, I believe, four scoreless innings, three or four scoreless innings, which was crazy. So good for him for pitching that against the number one team. Yeah, a very good job against the number one team. Uh, you know, getting hot at the right time, really being consistent in their pitching. Uh, but first, we're going to go to a break real quick. We'll be back soon on 89.9. Man. Welcome back to Bobcat Radio. This is Bandera, joined by Presley and Jordan. Uh, and coming up, we have an interview with Coach Trout from the Texas State men's baseball team. Coach, can you hear us? I can. How are we doing this morning? Good. How are you? Oh, we're doing good. Sun came back up. Ready to go good after tonight down in Austin. So hey. I'm excited for it. Oh, we are happy to see that sun after this dr- drowny, rainy week we had. Uh, Coach, I went to my first baseball game last night. I, you, I know you don't know that, but you know this now. I have never seen baseball live, and though, unfortunately, I know we all want to get that win against Texas, the team played really well, losing 8-9. to nine, And I just know from my first game out, it was a really good one. I was excited to see the boys go out there and play and perform really well against the number one team in the state. Um, how proud of you were the, of your um, team against how they performed against the Longhorns? Yeah, you know, first, you know, the the, the stadium was <clears throat> electric last night, and uh, really thankful that the Bobcat fans and nation and students and, and alumni, and everybody came out last night, and made that place uh, truly a home field advantage, and that was uh, that was awesome for our guys. So, uh, really proud of, of how they came out and uh, just made the place electric all night long, and our guys fed off of it. And then, um, yeah, I mean, there's no moral victories um, in our team. You know, we expect to win every game we walk out to, no matter who we're playing, and even if it's 
the number one team in the country. But we're, uh, yeah, I was proud of how they fought. Um, you know, they could easily got down after we were down three to nothing. They just continued to fight back. And even after the, the, the punch back in the mouth when they scored six, after we scored six, uh, they just kept fighting. And we were right there to the very end with bases loaded and two out and uh, had a chance and, and uh, didn't, didn't work out for us last night. But the good news is we wake up again today and, and we get to go to their, their house and, and get back after today. So uh, proud of our fight, proud of how we uh, competed all night long and uh, excited to go get after it again tonight. Yeah, Coach, going into Austin after last night's game, does the mindset change or is it the same? No, you know, we always talk about being where our feet are. Where our feet are and, and uh, you know, if you get caught up in the last night at all, uh, you're not going to be in the present moment. So we're, we're all about the present moment. We've got to find a way to uh, flush it. I t- I've talked about it a thousand times. We have the midnight rule, win, lose, or draw. Uh, when midnight hits, that last game's over with. And so now our focus is, is getting there today and playing really good baseball. And I think it'll be another great crowd there tonight. Obviously, now it'll be, the roles will be reversed a little bit on, um, you know, their fans getting after our guys and them having the home field advantage. But uh, to me, that's what makes tough teams and, and great teams is being able to win on the road. So, uh, you know, I, I think the energy level is going to be fine just because of, uh, you know, playing number one on the road in their house. And so uh, I'm excited to, to get there and, and get it going. Yeah, last night you put Cameron Bush in to pitch for Dixon. And, I mean, that really paid off. The Longhorns did not get any runs off of him. And every single was just strike. He, you know, he had a few balls. But, I mean, the crowd was going crazy for him. That He was the spotlight last night. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, Cam, Cam threw the ball really well. You know, he it's not that he's thrown the ball bad. Um, and, and a few times he's thrown this year, it's just kind of some other guys that have pitched well. We've kind of stayed within those guys. And he's a guy that we know has a chance to, to be very impactful on this team. And that was a big night for him to go into a big moment and just slow the game down. And, uh, you know, gave us a chance to make that comeback. And, and uh, that was a really, really good job. And, and that's going to give him confidence moving forward uh, to go help us go win baseball games. So super proud of his effort last night. With that grand slam from Dalen Pena, how does that feel to get such consistency and such production from the freshman on your team? Yeah, you know, he we, we put a lot on, on Dalen, uh, putting him right in the three hole. You know, his first game in, in Division One and as a freshman, and uh, but that's how how good he was in, in spring practice and how hot he was going into the season, and then struggled a little bit over the first couple of weeks. I think probably trying to do too much, trying to live up to that hype a little bit. And, uh, you know, I think sometimes when you, when you sit back and get to watch the game for a couple times, he came back in on the, the Sunday game against Arizona, had some really good at-bats, kind of looked back to uh, the day when we saw early spring. And so, and then last night he was right, right into that moment. And so uh, that, that was a big-time swing, something he'll never forget. And, uh, you know, obviously got us off to, to a great start there to, to get us going. And so um, hopefully he runs with that confidence and continues on. And then I was even more proud of his, his next at-bat whenever he put the ball in play and, and scored the guy, and so he, he did some great things last night. So uh, what what a great moment for him and his, his young career. Yes, and we know you swept Ohio State. You went 2-1 and one against Arizona, and the guys competed really well with Texas. So after tonight's game, how are you going to feel going into conference play next week? Yeah, you know, we, we got a good Southern team coming in next this coming up weekend, which I think is going to be super important coming off of two really high emotional games after tonight. Um, and then again, a prairie view, and then we'll head, head on the road in conference. And so I think the one thing our guys are learning is that, well, you know, we can play with anybody. It doesn't matter uh, who's in that other dugout. It's all about, you know, if we, if we play good baseball, we're going to have a really good chance to win the baseball game. And so, uh, you know, I, I feel really confident in our bunch right now. The one thing they bring every day to, to every game is they bring a ton of energy and a ton of passion and a ton of 
competitiveness. And so if you, you put all that stuff together daily, um, you know, that, that tends to work out for your ball club. And we're really talented as well. And so, um, you know, I, I love going to, going, going to work every day with these guys because they're fun to coach and they're fun to get after it. And, um, you know, so we're, I think we're heading in the right direction, heading, heading towards that conference weekend um, in a couple of weeks. Coach, speaking about winning baseball games, what do you think you and the team needs to do better to improve to get a win against um, UT Austin and Austin tonight? Yeah, you know, it's, it's a different place to hit there. You know, our ballpark, even though the wind was blowing in, can be an offensive ballpark. Um, you know, theirs is a, uh, a bigger outfield that's a little bit slower turf. It's kind of just a different setup. Um, and so we got to do a good job of, of not giving them a lot of easy outs um, on offense. So getting back into – and grinding them, we got to be a little more aggressive, uh, which last night really didn't give us the opportunity to, uh, but try to be a little bit more aggressive um, with, with our offensive play. And then, uh, you know, we played great defense last night, so that's, that's always a consistency that we try to show up every day with. And then, you know, there'll be a lot of guys that go to the mound tonight, so we need our guys to step in and, and uh, limit their free 90s and, and uh, you know, just keep, keep the momentum in our dugout. I think that was obviously one of the biggest things last night. We took the momentum back in the third, and then they hit us right back with a sixth spot. Um, in the fourth, and so this is a very, uh, you know, emotional game. It's also a very uh, confidence game, and so whoever keeps that that uh, confidence going in their dugout is usually the one that ends up winning the baseball game. So we just gotta, you know, like I said, it's gonna be different playing on the road in a hostile environment, and uh, you know, we just gotta stay stay in that moment and uh, stay stay on each other and stay with each other, and it'll be a, another fun night. Uh, Coach, who will be starting on the mound for the Bobcats tonight? Yeah, we're going to go with Peyton Zabel. He's going to get the start tonight. And so, um, you know, Peyton's a, a big 6'7 guy from South Dakota. That uh, he's, got a, he's got a really good arm with a good breaking ball. And uh, we're excited to, to watch him go get in, in that competitive nature. Uh, he's a super competitive guy. And so, um, you know, we're excited to give him the ball and let him run with it. And he didn't throw a lot for us this fall, just kind of nursing some small minor injury stuff. And then, um, you know, he's been, been pretty good this spring so far. So um, he'll get the start. I mean, he won't go – probably too long just because his pitch count's probably not built up too long. Um, we've got some other guys that'll mix in there and, and help us get through the game. And so, uh, But he'll, he'll get the, the ball to start and excited to watch him uh, get out there in that competitive moment. Yeah, Coach, you've called Dalton Sheffield uh, the best shortstop in the country. What does it mean to have a guy like that really holding down your infield? Yeah, I mean, it's everything. you you, you got to play great defense to, to win championships and to win baseball games and um, you know, that's the one thing you can control is playing defense. And so um, it makes it nice. I mean, when that ball hits a short, I'd, I start penciling in a 6-3, uh, usually before that ball goes into the first baseman's net. So it's, uh, it's awesome to look up there and, and, uh, and see that guy go make plays for us because he's, he's also a very competitive guy but very consistent uh, when it comes to his defense and now it's rolling over into his offense. And so, um, yeah, it's always valuable to have uh, really, really good short stops, and uh, he just helps the team go. Coach, in Sunbelt preseason polls, the the pollsters had uh, Tech State Bobcats ranked seventh. Um, we're now first in the Sunbelt Conference, and we're having the, our best start since 1991. Uh, is it, it was, did y'all look at the preseason polls? Is that kind of fueling some of this energy we're seeing in the beginning of this season? Yeah, I think it's a couple of things. I think one, uh, probably the most, is, is just coming off of last year's season, the, the disappointment we had of, of the hype and then not – uh, living up to it and, and not having a good year. I think that was always number one. These guys were hungry to uh, to not make that their stamp on, on Texas State baseball. Um, and then, yeah, we, you know, as coaches, we try to use motivation with everything. And, and uh, you know, I was fired up that we were voted seventh in the poll because that, that gave us another notion that nobody um, expected us to do anything. And then nobody was, you know, all conference or 
nobody was voted to do anything. And so for me, that was great because sometimes some of your best seasons come when there's no expectations because uh, you kind of have that underdog role. And so we're going to keep that. We're going to stay humble with our guys. I think as soon as you start reading, um, you know, people think you're good or people start ranking you or people start thinking, um, you know, you're this or that, you know, this game will humble you really, really, really fast. And so uh, we work really hard on keeping our guys in the present moment, keeping them day to day, uh, you know, focusing on the task at hand. And, and uh, as soon as you get ahead of yourself um, in this game, it, it's going to come back to bite you. So uh, we, we've used it for fuel. We continue to use it as fuel because we know how quick it can turn on you. And, uh, and so our guys have done a great job to this point, just being um, day-to-day in their, in their work. And, uh, you know, here's another day to go, to go prove that, you know, we're not going to be thinking about last night's game and what, what could have happened. We're going to think about, you know, how, how do we go attack tonight and go get after it. Yeah, and I mean, last night's crowd was, I think it was record-breaking. It was. I'm almost, it was. Yeah, it was a record-breaking crowd. And I know, I mean, we're going to have that to us tonight at Austin. But I do know there will be quite a few Bobcats going out to that game. But how are you and the guys kind of preparing for this visiting team and just kind of getting ready for UT's crowd? Yeah, you know, I, I was actually, before the game, I knew what kind of crowd we were going to have last night. And, uh, you know, as I told the guys, they, they, they did that. You know, they were they put themselves in that opportunity to have those, that crowd. And uh, like I said before, I'm thankful that the, uh, the Bobcat Nation came out to support because those guys deserve that so far, the way they've played this year, um, and hopefully continue to support uh, throughout the year. And, and, yeah, we always have a lot of Bobcats down in Austin. And that's, that's the beauty of, of having a school uh, 30, you know, 30 minutes down the road and, and uh, people being excited for the matchup again. And so, um, you know, the one thing I like is we just came off the road playing, and, and this will be a more hostile environment than we were in Arizona. But, you know, the first time in Arizona we had people, uh, you know, talk, saying things to you and things you hear from the stands, which normally they're talking to the other team when you're at home. And so that's to me that's the beauty of, of baseball and college baseball and uh, the excitement people have for the game. And so, um, you know, we're, we're ready for it. I think they're going to feed off of it. And, uh, you know, you use that as motiv- motivation as well when, uh, you know, you, you, got, you got not just – yeah, the team against you, you get the whole the whole stands against you as well. That's that sometimes you know that man in the arena trying to try to go prove them wrong. And so uh, we'll be excited to see the Bobcats there tonight as well, and uh, you know try to try to go get after it and go go get go get a win on the road. Yeah, coach, we're really excited as well, and uh, we just wanted to thank you for uh, stopping by, giving us your time. Uh, we're we're very excited for the game tonight uh, and then the rest of this season. So good luck to y'all, and th- thank you again for stopping by to talk to us. No, I appreciate you guys for all the support and uh, the coverage. And anytime we can help out or have us on, uh, please let us know. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Thanks, Coach. All right, guys. Eat them up. And that was Coach Trout. You guys can catch the Bobcats playing the Longhorns tonight in Austin at 630. But moving on to some national sports, I know we wanted to talk about some football because there are some interesting moves that happened yesterday. Some big um, contract signed for um, Aaron Rodgers. And then obviously you had Seattle Seahawks trade Russell Wilson, who has been their quarterback for 10 years up there in the Mauha city of Denver. So you guys, what did you guys think about those moves? I was surprised, I would yeah. say. I don't know. I, I So over the past year, I've expected Wilson to be moved and possibly to the Broncos, but not at this time. So, yeah, I, I would say I was surprised most of all. Yeah, and I mean, like I was saying earlier before the show, I feel like this coming season is going to be kind of like a fantasy football season, the rosters and everything. It's going to be kind of crazy. Like people you don't see, like, I mean, I didn't expect Russell Wilson to go be a Bronco this year, you know? So it's like you don't know what to expect and – 
if that's how we're going to start off trading, I mean, who knows what's going to happen. Yeah, same with uh, like players like Vaughn Miller and Odell Beckham being on the Rams last year during the Super Bowl. Like, like you said, like it's it's like a fantasy yeah. team. It, it feels more like, like the NBA in a way. Players are able to force their way out mm-hmm. and kind of create their own narrative in order to be able to go where they want. And I, I like that. I, I think it creates more storylines in the NFL, I which I appreciate. It'll Very be interesting. Very interesting season. The one thing that stood out to me about the Russell Wilson trade is um, – that the franchise decided to go inside with Pete Carroll, the oldest coach in the NFL, to lead the rebuild, which to me, I think that's, that's a bad mistake. Um, Russell Wilson is a quarterback who has never had a losing season up until last year where they missed the playoffs for the first time where he wasn't injured. Um, he usually is a 10 to 12 win quarterback. And I think we should all remember Seattle Seahawks went 39 years without having a franchise quarterback and didn't do anything. The closest they had was Matt Hauseback, who is now giving analysis on on ESPN. So I when you in the NFL you need a quarterback to go forward. I don't there hasn't been a team in years that has won with a mediocre quarterback. The last thing I can check think about is the Philadelphia Eagles team um with Nick Foles. In his league you need a quarterback and they traded their quarterback to Denver. So now I'm just interested to see like where the Seahawks go from here. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was intrigued to see that Drew Locke was included in part of the trade because I don't know if he will ever be a career quarterback for an NFL team like a solid consistent quarterback that you could say could win a Super Bowl like you said even on a team like Philadelphia where Nick Foles he didn't have to be the guy but he was good enough to win a Super Bowl on that team Mm -hmm. and I just don't know if Drew Locke will ever be in that position so I'm curious to see what Seattle will do going forward in that quarterback position as well as everywhere else because that's the reason Wilson left their offensive line they're even their defense now too and then Denver you're in a division with the um, with Patrick Mahomes. You're in the division with the Chargers, and you're in the division with the Raiders. Which the Raiders had a fantastic season in my book, coming off what they had to go through with John Gruden and Henry Ruggs and everything else. Um, you're in a division now where you have what? You definitely have a Super Bowl contender in there until Patrick Mahomes decides to retire. Also, with Justin <laughs> Herbert. I, I think that's a you Super have Bowl a, contender yeah. coming you, up soon. You have a budding Super Bowl contender in Justin Herbert. And the Raiders are just going to always be that pesky team that you're going to have to watch out for. So, and for Denver, you needed a quarterback. But for Russell Wilson, I don't really know if he. Got, he is in a better situation because the Seahawks division is a much weaker division than what he just went through, um, where he is about to um, play in for the Denver Broncos. Yeah, I think this move for him will definitely test. We'll definitely see if he's able to, I mean, like you said, going up against Mahomes, we'll see if he's up for the challenge. I think it'll be a challenging season and just kind of getting used to all the adjustments and making ad- adjustments throughout the season. So hopefully it was the right move. Hopefully it'll be successful and it'll pay off. Look, and then another move that was made last night was Aaron Rodgers. Um, it was announced that he would be staying. I don't know about you guys. I'm over the Aaron Rodgers phenomenon. <laughs> like, at this point, retire, go to California. I don't care what you do. Like, I'm tired of hearing Aaron Rodgers' voice. He's always complaining, and then he ends up getting what he wants, and then he still complains. Because Presley read us a tweet that he um, retweeted last night saying how— Oh, yeah. You want to read it? Uh, yeah, I was going to say, is is it news that he signed? Uh, or it seems like it's so, being a little contested. I don't know. The, the information that Presley provided to us this morning would kind of go against the narrative that was put out last night from the reporters. Let me find it. Yeah, I was I was unaware of this tweet completely. As soon as I, I just saw the news, I, I got the ESPN noti- notification on my phone. Four years, a hundred something million dollars. I yeah, I thought he had signed it. That's what I saw was the four year contract. And then I was reading an article this morning, and they included a tweet that he tweeted last night. And it says, "Hey everyone, just wanted to clear up some things. Yes, I will be playing with the Packers next year. However, reports about me signing a contract are inaccurate." 
as are the supposed terms of the contract I'm, I signed. I'm very excited to be back. Hashtag year 18. So, I mean, you know, the news came out for your contract, you know, and which is kind of like, I don't know. I, didn't, I don't expect him to be in the league for four more years personally, but then for him to tweet that out, I'm like, okay, someone, like, there's miscommunication. Someone is... He can't be happy. He'll <laughs> never be happy. That man is always complaining about something. Your team is willing to make you the highest NFL player in history, which I'm going to be... I don't even know if you can win a Super Bowl with that type of um, situation, how the cap space is set up in the um, in the NFL. Um, we have seen teams that have went hard and paid their quarterbacks, i.e. the Seahawks. When they paid Russell Wilson, their team dropped off. They had to trade away some of their iconic defensive players. They couldn't um, get top-notch offensive players. They had to bring in Jimmy Graham and stuff like that, and that did not work. And so when you see teams, I think Green Bay is just going to make the classic mistake of playing the quarterback too much. Now, when you see like contracts like Patrick Mahomes, it's a lot of money, but it's team-friendly. Mm-hmm. Uh, this deal is not team-friendly at all. If it's reported what it's going to be, it's $158 million guaranteed. That is not team-friendly in the NFL. This ain't the NBA where they're just handing out um, big contracts like that. So I think Green Bay will kind of have be similar to where they've been, first-round outs. Yeah, I completely agree, especially with Aaron Rodgers being an older quarterback, taking a contract like that. You really – I mean, we saw that we uh, with Tom Brady how you need to take team-friendly deals to be able to win a Super Bowl. But yeah. we'll, we'll we'll see what we'll see what's happening going yeah. forward. The see Broncos and the Packers. Yep. You know where we're also about to see what's happening. We're about to see what's happening with this weather. And now for your KTSW weather update. If you have stepped outside, you have noticed that it is not gray. It is not rainy. You can see the beautiful blue skies. The sun is out. We are going to have a high of 65 today and a low of 37. If you're going out tonight to the square or if you're going to go see our Bobcats play in Austin, make sure you bundled up because it is going to be cold. Um, we have a humidity of 32. The chance of rain is very low, but it will increase on Friday. We have a 70% chance of rain on Friday, but it will be blue sunny skies for the weekend and all throughout spring break. So you guys don't even have to worry about it being rainy and cloudy on your wonderful spring break while you are out taking a much-needed break from school. But I'm your producer, Jordan Young, and I was joined by Bandera Barter and Presley Davis. Thank you for listening to Bobcat Radio. You can catch Bobcat Radio Monday, Wednesday, and Friday here on KTSW 89.9. Now let's get you to the other side of radio.